Hey guys, welcome to Cut the Karma. I'm Jess. And I'm Julie. And we are two entrepreneurial sisters and mothers who are into spirituality. We're trying to do better and be better in our everyday lives, and we're sharing our journeys to inspire you to do the same. Hi, everyone. Hello. Uh, today, we are talking about the ninth law of karma, which is the law of here and now. One cannot be in the here and now if they are looking backwards to examine what was or forward to worry about the future. Mike and I talk often about how when you're living in the past, you become depressed. And then if you're focused too much on the future, you get anxiety. Mm -hmm. Do that's you feel like, that? Yeah, that's this. I feel like the simplest way to put it. Mm hmm. Right, because you're looking backwards at everything you could have done or you should have done. Or, or guilt or shame, and you're dwelling yeah. on things. Right. I mean, I remember there was a time in my life when I was around 19, 20, 21 years old, and I was looking on the past and so hard that I could not even recognize that the sun went up and the sun went down that day. You were like depressed. I was depressed. I was so focused on something that happened to me in my past and that you couldn't change. That I could not change. It involved someone else and I wanted so desperately to have what I used to have back so hard that I basically was erasing every current moment that was happening to me. Wow. And when I look back at that, it makes me really sad. Don't look back. But I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, like, I'll look back for yeah. a blip, but, right, right. but I know better and I'm doing better. Right. You know? Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And then I do notice, you know, something, I've been doing something a little bit differently with um, my work and scheduling work. If I, I notice that um, I have a wait list for clients, but if I schedule all of them, I will be booked on my calendar months in advance and that gives me severe anxiety because mm. I'm like well what if I get sick or what if we want to take like a vacation or something I, I can't I feel like I'm like kind of boxed in and I'm stuck right. because I don't like at all canceling or rescheduling I just really don't because people are waiting for months to see me yeah. and so I I decided how can I do this without getting anxiety about it and I figure it out a way and oh, I'm really cool. proud of myself and even though I still have that wait list it's not I know that it's going to be on my calendar but I'm doing it just differently and it's it's making me feel better and that was a huge chunk of my life that gave me anxiety so I'm yeah. really kind of proud of myself like patting myself on the back that's awesome yeah I think when I think I'll when a lot of us look into the future and start to get nervous and anxiety about it, it's because we're thinking of the what ifs. That's right. What yeah. if this happens? What if that happens? And and playing scenarios out in our heads. What ifs are fear. It's fear. Yeah. yeah. And we're playing those scenarios out in our heads over and over and over and kind of like obsessing about it. Yeah. When in reality, that well, 95, 99% chance that scenario will never happen. Yeah. So it's like dealing with this situation. And, and I feel like I'm pretty good on this. I have a pretty good hold on this. I like to deal with the situation 
as it's unfolding mm. and as it comes up in my life. You do. You're good at that. Instead of being like catapulting myself weeks or months or years ahead of time mm -hmm. and worrying about what could be happening mm -hmm. when most likely none of that's going to happen. I feel like our mom is really good at that as well. She's like, we'll deal with it when it gets here. Yeah. And I think that you have that part of her. Yeah. Like and I, cross, that's really great. Cross the bridge when you get to it. Because mm -hmm. it does. It eliminates so much just unnecessary anxiety. That's so true. In your life. Yeah. It's, um, I feel like I also wrote something. So I have written down, because sometimes I take notes about this, is use lessons of your past and dreams of your future to drive your present moment. I love that. And I actually find myself more than ever in my life doing that, yeah. like more than I ever have before. And um, Mike and I, we really sit down as a couple and we talk to each other individually how we're doing that and how we can do that as a couple together. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that that's what makes us pretty strong is we do communicate a lot and checking in with each other. How are mm -hmm. you feeling today? How did you feel, you know, when this happened yesterday and how are we going to handle it tomorrow? But also mostly presently how are you feeling yeah. today you know right. and um i had a really awesome meditation about this um i think i told you about it once. yeah you did and this this is just mind blowing and every time i hear her tell this my mind's just blown even more and even more it's incredibly amazing and everybody can um like relate this into their lives some benefit benefit from somehow. it exactly so i'm gonna try to i wish that you guys could see me because sometimes it's hard just to talk it out without using my hands and visually <laughs> showing you guys but i went into meditation and i have written and taught courses before on manifestation but spirit wanted to show me something different about manifesting. So I went into meditation, I went in my heart center and I met my guides there. And they showed me that they brought up this couple that I know. And this couple is extremely smart and good at manifesting the physical realm. Now remember, we have physical, mental, emotional and spiritual realm. They're so good at manifesting um, money, cars, houses, uh, great bodies, jobs, you know, that sort yeah. of thing. And it's all when you kind of boil it down, it comes down to like finances and, and, and that. Um, now, Spirit showed me the alphabet and they showed me A, and then next to that was B, and then next to that was C, all the way from A to Z. And in between each letter, there was probably like a half an inch to an inch, and it was just written out, okay? They took that couple in my mind, and they shrunk them down to like, I don't know, like a poly pocket size, <laughs> and they put that couple over the letter A. 
Now, all of a sudden, they took that couple and they bounced the couple up and over all of the letters onto letter Q, okay? And then once they're on letter Q, so they skipped B, C, D, E, F, all those letters, on top of Q, they started to flash the house, the cars, the money, their bank, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But then spirit basically was like, but that's not good. That's not good on how to manifest because all that they were doing was focusing on how to manifest the physical things in life and on earth. And we are not here to learn about how to manifest just physical or even really the physical things because they don't truly matter. Mm. So they took the couple and they bounced them all the way back to letter B. And then they moved them very slowly to letter C and then very slowly to letter D. And what they were basically saying was that since this couple completely skipped over um, love within their marriage, love within their family and communication and time spent and their feelings and their thoughts and how to deal with themselves and how to just um, encompass all of their being, their, their spiritual, emotional, mental, they did not do that because they were so focused on other things. They are basically progressing slower and moving through quicksand and mud and being drugged through stuff because they did not stop to look at those other pieces of themselves. Mm -hmm. So what's happening is they manifested and they were so happy for doing what they did, but now they're going to have to learn really hard lessons in a very slow way. Oh. <laughs> so how can we manifest in a healthy way? Well, it's being in the here and now and dealing with your mental, physical, emotional and spiritual self in the here and now. Wow. Because when you, just like the law of connection, what you choose every single day mm -hmm. is what you manifest. Right. Right. And you don't then have to go backwards and, and pick up the pieces that you forgot and left off and didn't pay attention to. Right. You will manifest in a healthy way, letter by letter at a very nice pace <laughs> and and in a way that fulfills you because you're learning the lessons as you're aligning to what you want to manifest it's kind of like um i mean that is so powerful and i think about that meditation a lot because you have told me that before um but it's kind of like this is kind of off track a little bit but me and you can relate you know how Whenever dad would ask us to do something or mom or whatever, it would be do it right the first time. Oh, Don't half-ass yes. it. Mm -hmm. Do not half-ass it because you're going to have to go back and do it over yeah. again. Because mm -hmm. I, I was the queen of half-assing. I think most kids are, right? Yeah, but, when you wash a pan, there's still egg yolk in it yeah. when you put it to the drying rack. And you're like, they won't see it. Mom and dad won't see it. But <laughs> oh, you're going to so bet funny. your butt they're going to wake you up in the you know early in the morning and be like, get down here, come and scrub this 
his pan. That's Especially what I did our dad was in, in the Marines oh, and yeah. everything was very spick and span. Yes. But it's kind of like that. Don't half-ass your manifesting. Don't half-ass your life because you're going to get drugged back mm-hmm. to pretty much like right your wrongs. Yes. Right. You know, until mm-hmm. you do it the right way and learn those lessons mm-hmm. the right way. And it's just going to be so much harder for you. Right. So just do it right the first time. Yeah. And so many people, when they manifest, they're so looking forward to the future and the future and the future that they're not realizing that what they do right now sets themselves up Right. for the future. A lot of people don't want to start um, something or go and get help from themselves because it's going to take too long mm-hmm. or they don't want to start working on a goal. Oh, that's going to take too long. It's like, what do you mean every day you have to work through your every single day? Time is going to pass anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So time is going to pass no matter what. So if it's going to take so long, then just start working on it. Yeah. Work on it now. So in a year from now, you'll you're be not there. Saying, I wish I started a year ago. Right. But, um, I mean, that, it's so powerful because I know for me, I can kind of get caught up in the cycle of um, doing doing my work, doing my daily routine, just on autopilot. Mm. You know, I have my schedule book and I follow that schedule book and I have this, I have to do it this time and I have to be here at this time and do that and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I just go through the motions a lot because I have a lot to do i feel like because i i'm guilty of filling my plate to the brim and then having to deal with all of that and then getting stressed out because i took on too much and blah 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 but most of us live our lives on autopilot Mm -hmm. and it's kind of it's stopping and checking in with yourself and saying like is my emotional self keeping up with my physical self our physical bodies can be going through the motions every day all day long But where's your mental? Where's your emotional? Where's your mind during all of that time? Is your mind absent? Is your mind somewhere else in the clouds thinking about the future, thinking about somewhere else that it could be? Um, It's what are you thinking of while you are on autopilot? And I think that's what mindfulness is. This whole mindfulness practice, you know, is is making sure yeah that you are present with everything that you're doing in your life and what are the ways that you can do that you know you Mm -hmm. can say oh it's easy to say Mm -hmm. but what are the ways that you can practice mindfulness right you know like i know for me um i like to focus on my senses my five senses so you know um when you're eating something focus on the way it tastes taking that time to like savor the taste of something, smelling fresh flowers, taking time to smell, stop and smell the roses. You know, I work mm-hmm. around essential oils all day. I'm, I'm an aromatherapist. It is smelling, you know, all of my work and mm-hmm. all of the products I'm making. It's feeling, it's, it's connecting to that feeling of your body mm-hmm. and thinking about, you know, for example, when you get a massage, I'm a massage therapist. I love getting massages. And that's really what started connecting me, my mind and my body is, is getting, starting to get massages. Mm. It's how does that feel when that person's hand is on my arm? Mm -hmm. What are the sensations I'm receiving? How is that 
setting off like pleasure um, responses in my body. You know, it's like dissecting all of that, all of your senses. Yeah, I mean, so many times I've gotten a massage before and I'm in my head the whole time. So yeah. I, I got off and I'm like, I wish I could have another hour. Well, why do you feel that, Julie? Because I wasn't present exactly. and I and I wasn't feeling what I was getting, you know, done. I, I kind of feel as though I'm going to bring up a lot of stuff of the fitness world because I just have so many like examples from being in there for so long, but uh, I work with a lot of people who are trying to lose weight and when they're eating, they are not, they are eating to fulfill emotions that they can't, not that they can't give themselves, but they aren't giving themselves. And so they're, they're, uh, not even tasting the food mm -hmm. they are just doing an action to fulfill a void within them mm -hmm. and they aren't being present to taste that food mm -hmm. i remember when uh mike and i we were doing a, a program together to try to trim up a little bit and i love chocolate i love chocolate and I said to Mike, okay, we can have this amount of chocolate every day because I'm the type of person that don't cut anything out, but you can, you know, reduce it. So he was like, I ate my chocolate in less than a second. I think I just swallowed the whole thing. And 20 minutes later, he's still... <laughs> Mm. And I'm just like, I can what so are you doing? doing? He's just like, what? And I'm like, what are you smacking on over there? He's like, my chocolate. And this piece of chocolate was so tiny. And I was like, wait, you still have that? He's like, yeah, I'm savoring it because I only have this one piece. And I'm sitting over there like crying because I don't have any more left. He's like, he's like, I mean, that's what you do in life when like be present with what you're doing. And I'm just like. Oh, you know, <laughs> Duh, I know. So then I really, well, during that time, not anymore, I still house the chocolate. But at that time, I remember I really, truly learned from him and savored it. And I didn't need more yeah. because I was present. I wasn't trying to fill anything. I wasn't, I was trying to just enjoy it for what it was. Right. And I think that we can all do that. And sometimes a lot of times I realize that when I'm playing with Wesley, because he loves cars, everything is cars, and I'm, I'm trying to bring in other things. But especially when it's time for the kids to take a nap, I almost obsess over, are they both going to nap at the same time? Because I have a list that I need to get done. That finally I snap to it and I realize He's saying the other day, he was saying, mommy, mommy, mommy. And I wasn't answering because I'm in my head thinking. And he goes, hey, baby cakes. <laughs> and that's what snapped me out of it. And I realized, oh, my God, I was so not present for like 30 seconds. And he's saying, mommy. And I'm like in my head thinking of something else while I'm still pushing a car down a pretend street. Right. You know, yeah. I have to be more present. Well, oh, and when it comes to the kids i feel like that's the hardest thing to be present with because we like program ourselves to tune out our kids a lot mm. i know i did i tuned out their crying i turned i tuned out their complaining i tuned out their whining because you just don't want to hear it yeah you know and but is that the best i'm trying you to know? catch it's myself not. and because when you're present then 
then you give that you can prevent a lot of the crying or the right. whining or the complaining that sort of thing so i'm really trying to be present Oy. but like how many times can you sing twinkle twinkle little star mm. or you know whatever it is because I read a post on social media. Uh, this one chick said, like, be careful what you show your kids because they're going to want to do it 2,500 times afterwards. And that's that's actually the age that Wesley is. Again, more. Again, yeah. you know, so. That's true. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just, I think, I don't know. It's just very important to be present because there's so many different presents that you can give yourself in the present moment. Ooh, nice little closing line there. Yeah, I, I like, like that. Me too. <laughs> that just came to me. So we hope you all enjoyed this episode and got some little tidbits from it. And we will be seeing you on next time. The Q&A. Yeah, for Q&A. So like always, send in your questions um, at Cut the Karma on Instagram. You can always email us at cutthekarma at gmail questions comments feedback anything you guys are thinking anything you want to know about we are here for you and we love hearing from you so we'll talk to you next time bye